0: Talk radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show, brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. This is Trina, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, October 19th, 2020, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. Well, I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend spending time with family and friends and that you are so ready to be extremely productive for this new week, right? Now, as a reminder, if you hadn't had the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are supporting your goals for this week, then you need to do so immediately following the show. because. This is going to help you to stay focused and keep clear on your business priorities. Now, all this month, we've been talking about the topic, strategize your business. That's right. This is the time of year that you actually should be working on your business strategy for 2021. And so hopefully you guys have been listening to the show, and if you haven't, make sure you go back to womenaboutbiz.net, and in the top white menu bar, click on Podcast, and when you land on the page, you will be able to look in the right-hand side and see the Blog Talk player and play the previous broadcast and catch up. Now, if you have an iPhone, you can easily go to your Apple Podcast player search Successful Woman Radio, it works, mark that as your favorite, and then you will have uh, all of the previous broadcasts at your fingertips. If you have an Android phone, then you can download the app Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, and you can then, again, search for Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, and you will be able to mark that as a favorite. And then there you will have the show to your fingertips as well. So, again, I want you guys to know we are making it very convenient for you to access previous broadcasts of the show. And this, this topic this month, Strategize Your Business, is so very, very important. Now, last week we talked about evaluating your business, why evaluating is so important, I gave you some ideas and um, kind of a checklist of things that you need to be thinking about. As you evaluate your business of course you should know that you can't plan where you're going if you don't know where you've been and so that is the importance of evaluating now today we're going to be talking about swatting your business swat s-w-o-t stands for strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats what is a swat why is swatting so very very important i tell you i've been using swatting for quite a long time now And, again, it's just one of those basic core principles uh, and techniques that you can use in business to keep your business in check, keep yourself in check. And so we're going to get into, you know, what are we talking about when we talk about how do you SWAT your business? And so stay tuned that. Of course, our book club book of the month is The Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Burchard. I've been getting some great feedback from this book uh, from you guys. Many of you have told me that you've already ordered the book and that you're now reading it. It's a good read. It really is a good read. Brendan Burchard is one of those personal development uh, thinkers that he is very, very deep, but he does write simplistically so that you can understand where he's trying to take you. And he gives you nine declarations to claim your power. Nine declarations to to you know claim your personal power. So today i uh I'm going to start with declaration one because I read the um I read a couple of the chapters uh preview from the chapters um prior to the nine declarations so what I want to do is I want to get right into the uh, declarations, and so I'm going to be reading declaration number one and then selecting a few of the declarations for the next show that I think would be very, very relevant. But again, I would encourage you to add this book to your Success Library, and then, of course, take a yellow highlighter and go in. If you have the hard copy, take a yellow highlighter and highlight certain parts of the book. If you have uh, the Barnes & Noble's Reader or you have the Kindle, then I do know that they both have the highlighter feature where you can highlight different passages in the book as well, It is 12.05 after the hour, and for those of you that have just tuned in, you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show, and I'm Trina Moody founder of Women About Biz, your business success coach, and I am here to energize you, motivate you, and give you information that you can put to use right away in your business. So again, the topic for today, of course, we're going to be talking about key strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats as we cover overall the topics of how to strategize your business, and I truly hope that many of you who are listening are taking to heart how important it is to go ahead and schedule some time in your planner to literally plan your business strategy for 2021. Now, as we get closer to talking about this topic today, I will be sharing more information with you, and also uh, giving you some information on where you can find as well. Well, I have been continuing to update you guys on all things Facebook. What's happening with Facebook? What's going on with Facebook? Because many of you use Facebook to market your business online, right? And so one of the newer things that had occurred, and I think I mentioned it last Monday, was that I popped into my Facebook group and realized, okay, something is a little bit different here. Um, And one of the things I did was I took a look at my statistics to see how many people are being reached with the posts that I make in the actual group. So here's what I discovered and found out. Again, you guys, if you have groups, then you should go take a look at your groups as well. But what I discovered is that it used to be where in groups it was more of like a safe haven to know that if I make a post as the owner of the group, all my post is gonna it's gonna send a notification to everyone in the group that I have made a post, but it's also going to show up in everybody's news feed. Why? Because all of the people that are in my group have opted in to be in the group. Well, guess what? Not so anymore. So it appears that Facebook is now taking the same rules that they put on the Facebook fan page, and they put it on the group as well, which means that only a percentage of the individuals in your group are actually going to see your post and receive notification. Now I'm following up on this, asking some questions, going into the Facebook Help Center um, because I want to make sure that I am correct with what I am seeing to be going on in the Facebook groups. And so far I'm on the money with it, right? Um, so what do you do in this situation? Well I think in the group What Facebook is hoping to do is to, number one, increase the engagement, because what they're realizing is that people are joining all of these groups, but they're really not engaging. They're really not making comments. They're really not liking the posts of other people. They're just going into these groups a lot of the times and trying to advertise and put their own information in there. And they are not engaging. And when you don't engage, when you aren't clicking and engaging, it's not able to show Facebook what you like and what you dislike, right? And, of course, as you know, Facebook depends highly on the algorithms in order to please their advertisers, especially their large advertisers. And they can't do that if they cannot properly monitor the clicks of where everybody is going. And so that's what's going on. And in order for services to continue to be free on Facebook, they want to be able to monitor and really be able to give their advertisers accurate information. And I would assume that a lot of advertisers that are really, you know, like the big corporate giants are probably complaining a little bit because maybe the algorithms are off. Maybe they're not getting um, as good of a return on their investment as they had hoped. And so, of course, Facebook is making sure that, that they do whatever they need to do to make sure that they're getting good statistics and that these aren't, are information that is inaccurate. So I think you're going to see a lot more going on. Um, I've had a lot of people share with me that they see a lot of different things happening with Facebook. Uh, so keep that in mind. If you start a group right now, it doesn't mean that everybody is going to see what you post in your group. As a matter of fact, I have over 1,700 people in my group, and I'm seeing that some of my posts are reaching 150 people. Some of my posts are reaching more. Some of them are reaching below 100. I was like, what is going on here? So it's very interesting. We'll keep up. But at the end of the day, what you should understand and know is that anything that is considered free, anything considered free, you should not expect all of the bells and whistles with it. You know, you're going to have to invest in advertising in order to really take a look at reaching more people and you can't always just depend on free. And while there is power in free, we can't misuse it as well or expect expect for it to just give us, give us, give us, right? We have to start investing in our own business. We are responsible for how we market to our prospects and our target audiences. We're responsible for that. And we need to really be in touch with it and know as we build our strategies for 2021 how that is going to happen. So, very, very important. Well, guys, listen, I have talked to you before about scheduling a power talk with me, and a lot of people have scheduled a power talk. Um, However, a lot of you have not scheduled a Power Talk, so what you need to know is that Power Talks are available through December 1st. After December 1st, we are no longer able to do Power Talks because Women About Biz is putting on the final touches to its own strategic plan for 2021. And so, again, I need you guys, if you're interested in having a Power Talk, uh, which is a 30 to 45 minute engaged conversation uh, and tips and resources about how you can grow your business. Or we could talk about a challenge or we can brainstorm on ways to monetize your business. So, again, if you have not had a power talk, here's how to get it done. You simply go to womenaboutbiz.net. Again, that's womenaboutbiz.net. And then in the top white menu bar, click on Coaching, and once you click on Coaching, you can schedule your Power Talk right from that first page. Now, also, I took the liberty of adding the Power Talk link right out there on the front page of WomenAboutBiz.net as well. So, if you go to the main website, again, WomenAboutBiz.net, and just scroll down mid section, you should see the Power Talk right there as well. Click that link, fill out the form, and get your Power Talk. Scheduled for this week. Again, December first is the last date for 2020 that I will be accepting a Power Talk requests. So I really need you guys to pay attention to that, and if you haven't had one, go ahead and get it scheduled. By the way, I've been talking with some um, business women who. who shared with me is that the reason why they didn't schedule a power talk because they had to get things together. They had to put things together before they talked with me. And so the one thing I want to let you guys know is that, you know, when you seek assistance and want to work with your coach, you're not supposed to be perfect and have it all together. That's the whole reason why you're seeking assistance is so someone else can help someone else's. Someone else can brainstorm with you. They can listen to your frustrations or listen to your challenges or listen to what your needs are and then make some recommendations. And so, again, I want to let you guys know, I certainly am not expecting you to have it all put together, right? Stop worrying about what I'm thinking about you because I don't judge. I just want you to be sure that you schedule your power talk so that we can go ahead and help you. Right? Get you more resources or whatever you need. Which is very, very important because whenever someone offers, the, uh, say, hey, I'm going to help brainstorm with you, I'm going to help give you some resources, especially someone who has decades of experience, guys, take advantage of it. That's what it's there for. So I've shared with you how to schedule your power talk. Go to womenaboutbiz.net and get your power talk schedule. Very, very important. Um, and a couple of other things that I want to mention to you as well is that as you plan your strategy for this next year, keep in mind that you really need to add a lot of virtuality into that because we don't know how long – the coronavirus is going to be going on. And you don't want to have, for example, a lot of live events and a lot of live things going on um, in your schedule for first quarter of 2021 and you not know exactly should you be doing it or not or what the quarantine status actually is. So, make sure that you continue to keep virtuality as just a regular part of your planning online workshops, online classes, um, making it convenient for people to order things online. Make sure uh, that you do that. Now, hopefully, many of you are actually planning for the holiday season, right? You're planning for the holiday season, and you are making sure that you have actually written out a marking schedule or outline of how you're going to make that happen. If you have not did that already, then what I recommend that you do is you go to womenaboutbiz.net and you click on blog, the blog and you read the article, Marketing for the Holidays, because I have a detailed article that kind of gives you an outline of what you should be doing to prep yourself for the holiday season. Now, I want to let you know, normally you want to do this in July or August, but it's never too late to get going. So go ahead and go to the blog area at womenaboutbiz.net. There's an article there, Five Ways to Market Your Business During the Holidays. And I want to highly encourage you to read that article because I think everybody should be able to take advantage of the holiday season. Now, retail experts are saying that online marketing, of course, I'm sorry, online purchasing, is going to be at an all-time high this year. Of course it is. We're in quarantine, right? But they're expecting it to be like in the 70 or 80 percentile. So what that means is that this is a time of year where people who normally wouldn't shop online or do things online are doing things online. So again, even if you have a service-oriented business, it's important that you come up with a holiday marketing campaign and that you get yourself started with it right away. So make sure that that happens. So I want to also talk a little bit about bookkeeping for a minute with you guys, because a lot of people, it's going towards the end of the year, and a lot of people right now are not keeping up with their books. And I want to talk about the importance of bookkeeping and why it's so important to, to keep your books up. Now, I know a lot of business women I have talked to who have small businesses, they're still up under that, you know, $50,000 mark every year. They're saying, well, you know, I'm not making as much and I don't need to really, uh, I don't think I really needed to keep books, but here's some things I want you to understand financially about business and what goes on in business. Business should always be kept separate from the personal, okay? I can't talk about that enough and tell you guys how important that is. Business should be kept away from the personal. One reason why it should be kept from the personal is that for tax purposes, You know, you want to make sure that you can add all the things up that you spent money on for your business so that it can be properly tax deductible. The other thing is you don't want to co-mingle money because you can end up spending uh, in a way where you can't tell the difference between, I can't remember, I put this amount in my personal checking account and I spent this money on groceries or what have you. So you should always keep everything absolutely separate. Now, at the minimum, you should have a spreadsheet, whether it's a Google sheet or Excel spreadsheet, you should have a spreadsheet for every month with your expenses at the top and then your, I'm sorry, your sales at the top, all the monies that come in and then your expenses below that. For every single month, you want to do that. And the easiest way to keep up with that so that it doesn't become overwhelming is just do it every day or do it on Fridays. At the end of the week, just make sure you add up all of the things that you have spent money on for your business and that it is logged in. And, of course, if it's a receipt, uh, take your phone and snapshot the receipt, uh, which then turns it into a JPEG and just upload it and keep it in a folder as proof, right? so very, very important that you do these things. And by all means, don't commingle funds. Keep your funds separately. And then whatever money you pay to yourself, pay it to yourself, transfer it as a lump sum, whether it's weekly, every two weeks, or monthly, and then record it appropriately on the side of business, right? Very, very important. Um, Bookkeeping, I'm finding a lot of people um, are overwhelmed and stressed out during tax season simply because they did not do bookkeeping all year long, and then when tax season comes, all of those months they're having to find those receipts and plunder and look for a lot of different things so ladies as the owner of your company this is something that we must improve in Um, it's one of the weakest areas of micro business owners and small business owners and so this is something that needs to be taken care of uh, and you need to put on your calendar to start doing your bookkeeping on a weekly basis now if you feel that it can be in your budget, QuickBooks has some really good uh, prices for their bookkeeping system that can tie to your business checking account and really help keep you organized. And they also have QuickBooks consultants that can help get everything set up for you so that it's all set correctly, and then you take over from there, or your virtual assistant can enter in your bookkeeping um, numbers. But you need to figure out something, right? You need to figure out something so very, very important. And, of course, if you're not incorporated yet, if you haven't incorporated your business as an LLC perhaps, or if you're thinking about becoming a nonprofit and you haven't did that, then you need to go ahead and schedule that consultation with me so that I can assist you with looking at what the best possible form of business that you can go in. And from there, we can also, if you don't have a tax specialist, we can recommend some tax specialists to talk with you as well, okay? Very, very important as we move towards the end of the year that we might go into the new year, 2021, with things not being set up and structured properly. It is 1222 after the hour. You are listening to the Successful Woman radio show. I want to go ahead and go right into the five questions of focus and action I didn't forget to give them to you. Here they are. Number one, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Again, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Now, ladies, this part right here, when you ask yourself this question, is very, very important because mindset is the first thing that you need to be concerned about every single morning that you wake up. You know, um, some, some of us are grouchy in the morning, some of us, are dealing with other issues, you know, illnesses. Some of us have children and we're, having, we're being pushed right into our day. And so you really need to carve out that time. Only you can do that. Carve out that time so that you are able to have 30 minutes to an hour of, of time for yourself where you can divide it up so you can prepare your mindset for greatness. So what does that mean? Well, it, it, it can be your morning personal development. Maybe there's a core area that you really need to focus on that's going to help you to be a better owner for your business. Also create custom affirmations, right? Positive expressions that you can say to yourself uh, throughout the day, starting with that morning, that's going to keep you in a certain mindset, keep you moving forward. There's nothing like you sowing a seed of positivity into your mind. Here's number two, what are my goals and priorities for the week? Well, there are going to be goals that are specific to your type of business, so you need to identify what those are. However, there are three main goals and priorities that are common to every business that you need to keep an eye on, and that's marketing, the number of leads coming into your business, and the amount of sales. Those three things, as a business owner, you must always be looking at. And then number three, asking yourself, am I clear on my role and responsibility as CEO? Listen up, a lot of women are having an issue with this. I'm serious. I'm finding a lot of women having an issue with this, and one of the reasons why is is that I think that a lot of businesswomen just have not sat down to look at really what is their role, right? Don't get overwhelmed. You get overwhelmed when you just keep thinking about it over and over, but you're not willing to take the information from your head and put it on paper. So, what I want you guys to do is, is to go ahead and write out a clear, role of responsibility for yourself as the CEO. And you can start, if I had to hire somebody to come into my business and be the CEO and take over, what reports would they need to be giving me in order for me to feel comfortable with, yes, I'm on top of, or I have a eye ID because my CEO is giving this stuff to me. What is it that you would need to know about your business that's going to make you feel comfortable with letting that other person run your business? Whatever that is, That's what you should be doing, okay? So I want you guys to really write that role as the CEO, um, and keep in mind, do it in bullet points. Don't do it in long sentence structure or paragraphs, because it's it's then more difficult to grasp. Write it in bullet points, you know? And then number four. What tasks will I be delegating to others and following through on? Again, this is another thing that's very key if you're planning on being successful more and you want to take your business to that six-figure level, that, that seven-plus-figure level and above, you know, here's the thing. In order for you to grow make more money, it requires you to scale your business, and in order to scale, you can't do everything by yourself. You must have another way of functioning. You must have another way of getting administrative tasks done, right? And this, uh, this basically relieves you of that duty so that you can do what you do best as the CEO of your business. And so you can't do that unless you have a delegation system in place. For every task that you'll be delegating, you need a task description. You also need uh, the task milestones and deadlines, accountability rules of that task, okay? Like the, the, uh, a system must, you know, provide you with an update on the task every other day or once a week. Uh, you need to know these things. And then... Just because you have delegated something does not mean that you shouldn't still play a part. You have to hold yourself accountable by following up and following through to the end of the task itself, even though somebody else is servicing you. So keep that in mind. And last but not least in the five questions of focus and action is, am I clear on my business and finances? Again, am I clear on my business and finances? Of course, I just talked to all of you about bookkeeping, but finances also has a lot to do with the accounts payable and making sure that you know how to prepare a cash flow analysis. Moving on next, what I'm going to do is be reading to you, again, from the Book of the Month, The Motivation Manifesto by Brendan Burchard. Love, love this book. Very, very good. And he has written it well, and he has hit on a lot of things. Brendan points out the nine declarations to claim your personal power, and this is what he says. He goes on to say that an affliction is stealing joy from the world's people, poisoning what was meant to be a divinely inspired experience of freedom, it is a hunting absence from the present moment. Too many have checked out of their bodies and their lives. They are not attuned to the energy and circumstances around them, nor do they understand their responsibilities to those things in this very moment. They have little awe or reverence for the blessings around them, acting as if they prefer to be somewhere else as if they were mentally living in distant time zones, hours behind or ahead of the joyous tick and bliss of the now. Their life force thus seems detached and dissipated, their lives unaccounted for and unlived. Their souls in a world awry. He says the majority of humanity seems lost in the abyss of unawareness. The hollow and glazed eyes of so many reveal it all. Minds trapped in the dark, unfeeling hinterlands of distraction and thoughtlessness. They are not sleeping, but they are not conscious, alert, or purposeful. They are buzzed out on coffee, but without awareness, there is no real center of energy, no grounding, no vibrant feel for the now. And so what he's talking about right now, and I, I get this, is that so busy living life on the surface, right, that we can become like zombies, right? You wake up, put your clothes on, you brush your teeth, you know, you may eat something, you get in your car, you get in traffic or you get to your desk, you go on the computer and you immediately go on Facebook or online or email checking everything. And it just becomes a repeated pattern to the point where you are not alert or conscious of understanding really where you are in the now and what really is most important that you should be working on, okay? He goes on to say that life is not meant to be a long series of unfelt and undirected experiences. We are not meant to be zombies and slaves, unconscious animals trapped in dumbness to the moment, leading mindless and powerless lives. We are not intended to be inattentive to our loved ones and the duties of life or the dreams in our hearts should we wish to be free and alive with full power, we must decide to bring the full might of our conscious mind to the present experience. We must choose to feel again. We must sense this light. Again, I want to stop here and I want to say that what he's talking about is that at some point, if we want the things that we say we want in life, all of the success that we want, then we have to really get in tune with our own consciousness. We have to stop thinking that I want to be successful and we have to start living in the now and we have to start prioritizing and doing the things that are most important to us. See, it doesn't make sense for us to go month after month thinking that you want to be successful, thinking that you want your business to be successful, right? But yet the activities that you're doing from day to day have you acting like a robot or a zombie, and you're still thinking that you want to be successful and you want to do all these things for yourself and for your business and for your family, and yet you, you are trapped in a continual pattern of movement of activities that have nothing to do with what you're thinking you want. And, you, and, and I'm letting you guys know we all have to stop doing that. We have to stop doing that. If you say that your business is important to you, then what you have to do is to make sure that the activities that you are involved in on a daily basis are reflecting the importance of what you say that you want. I can't talk about that or not. He said, should we wish to be free and alive with full power, we must decide to bring the full might of our conscious mind to the present experience. We must choose to feel again. We must sense this life. He says, let us remember that all that we love of life can be assessed only in the now. All we seek is here with us and available to us in this moment. All the riches, love, passion, joy, satisfaction, harmony. Are available now on the menu of the mind, available to us to savor. Should we awake and order them, all that we seek to become is also here. We can choose what role we want to play and how we will direct life's energies in each moment. Should we learn to direct our awareness and power in all we do, then discontent shall disappear and the vital energy will return. We will sense the vibrancy to most men and women of this earth. For this let us declare, we shall meet life with full presence and power. So part of his book, The Nine Declarations to Claim Your Personal Power, he's saying, look, in order to claim your personal power, you have to stop living in a way that has you functioning like a robot. You're just repeating habits every day, but not really allowing what you're thinking about in the conscious to come out in the physical. Because by doing that, you're not claiming your power. To claim your personal power means is to act within your consciousness, your thinking, and to take action on that. And that really parallels so beautifully with unshakable faith, which is something that for years I have been encouraging you, the listeners, to pay close attention to. Now, listen at this definition of unshakable faith, and and it parallels just with what he's talking about. Unshakable faith is a level of belief so deeply rooted within yourself that it compels you to take swift and immediate action on what you are thinking, on what you're dreaming about, on all of the things that you desire. That's what having unshakable faith. And now here's a writer that's talking and and basically saying similar to the same thing is that in order for you to claim your personal power, you have got to start living in the conscious and you've got to start bringing what you're thinking into the physical world and start taking action on it. Because by not doing that, you are losing personal power, right? This is so very important. He says, all that we seek to become is already here. We can choose what role we want to play and how we will direct life's energies in each moment. Should we learn to direct our awareness and power in all we do, then this shall disappear and vital energy will return. So he's saying part of the lack of energy that we have is that we have given away that energy because the power is in the energy. So whenever we are not fulfilling our purpose, whenever we're not doing what our heart is desiring, then it takes away energy from us. But when we return, right? When we return to direct our awareness and power in the things that we desire in the things we do, he says, "Discontent shall disappear, and a vital energy will return to us." He says, "We will sense a vibrancy unfathomable to most men and women of this earth, but this let us declare, we shall meet life with full presence and power." The author goes on to say, so much of our lives go unnoticed. We miss the sunrises and the sunsets. We don't sense how we're feeling for hours and often days at a time. We didn't see the kind stranger help the elderly man cross the street. We miss that appreciative smile our spouse gives us. We didn't sense our coworkers' desperation because we never paused to look at her in the eye or ask about her day. Locked indoors and hidden behind machines, we missed the entire season. The winter passed. We didn't play in the snow. The spring bloomed. We overlooked the flowers. The summer and the fall passed so quickly, and we don't even remember the trees changing or feel satisfied with the time we spent outside. He says, each day there are a million divine wonders, acts of human kindness, and beautiful sights, yet... We are too checked out or busy thinking about yesterday or tomorrow to even sense the magic. We mustn't be so numb or absent-minded as to allow us the misery of those choosing a half-interested, half-engaged life. We mustn't stay oblivious to the key moments and circumstances of our lives. There is more pulse and beauty and meaning to be had. Reality It's only here now, and we must learn to face it, feel it, and form it. The present is there is. Motivation and life itself cannot be sent separate from the now. Without bringing our full consciousness to the moment, we became slaves to impulse or tired inclination subservient to our base conditioning that tends to lean towards ease and fear rather than growth and freedom. From this space of disengagement emerges all that we disdain, the barely present parent, the half-hearted lover, the unfocused student, the absentee leader. He says it is time to become more alert and engaged in the world. As the next moments of our lives unfold, we can choose to pay more attention to how we feel, to how others feel, to the blessings all around us. We can give others the full beam of our focus and affection. We can open our hearts, minds, and spirits to what the universe whispers to us. We can choose once more to be in this very moment. We can choose to be, ladies, alive. Our only enemy in this effort, get this, listen up, ladies. He says, our only enemy in this effort is ourselves to gain greater presence, we will need to overcome our habit of living in the past or future, and we will need to become more aware of the roles and responsibilities we can choose each and every moment as free, conscious, and motivated people. Now, that is awesome. And so, again, this is the Motivation Manifesto, Nine Declarations to Claim Your Personal Power by Brendan Burchard. And, of course, you have to go over Brendan's work a little bit, maybe once or twice. And sometimes when there's a deeper meaning in, in the writings of certain authors, you have to go back through it. But again, the first declaration, which is so, so powerful, and, and he talks about the fact that, you know, we have to learn to be and live in the now. We have to learn to be present in the now. And that is so very, very important because he says so often we're so busy thinking about the future or the past, you know, what didn't happen in the past, what, what went wrong, and what do we need to do in the future, but that we're not living in the now. And I want to just extend that just a little bit more. And one of the things that we have to do as businesswomen and living in the now is that we all started our business, really, so that we could have more flexibility, more time to do things, right? We, we did that, and, and yet many of us have not seen more flexibility. We haven't seen more time, right? And so, again, we have to make sure that we don't become dummies and follow think we're following a recipe or a pattern that is for success when it really is not for our success so it's important that you define what success is to you it's important that you define who you are and what it is that you want to be doing so that you can be truly happy because for women we are seeking a consistency in how we feel, a consistency in happiness, a consistency in um, being satisfied and pleased with our own selves, that we're being accomplished, that we're getting somewhere, we're doing some things, right? And so that's very, very key. And so in order to do that, what he is talking about is that we have to claim our personal power because much of what we experience has a lot to do with our own personal decisions, our own thoughts. And when we make wrong decisions or when we're not living in the now and really truly trying to enjoy where we are right now in the moment, we, we miss something. And that's what he's saying. We really are missing something. And so while looking in the past to evaluate where you need to be and where you can be in the future is important, living in the now is very key because you, can't, you should not skip over that step because therein is where your personal power is, is the ability to live in the now and the ability to enjoy the moment. And hopefully, you guys, some of you got that, the majority of you got that. Go back and read this over and over because the book is really, really good, and it really helps you to understand about claiming your personal power and who you need to be. Well, it's 1243 after the hour, and you're listening to the Successful Woman Radio Show. We've got a full board. And, of course, today we're going to be talking about strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, better known as the SWOT. So let's get into it. Let's talk about it and, and look at what it is all about, okay? So SWOT. SWOT is a method that a lot of business owners use in order to really stay on top of how a business can improve, okay? And so, in order to do that, most business owners are very, very familiar with the process of what a SWOT actually is. And I have been what we call swatting for a very long time, and I understand it all too well. So I want to just briefly explain it to you and what it actually means. Before I go into it, I want to remind everyone that we do have an event that was rescheduled. And so for those of you that did not register uh, for, and I'm just looking here to make sure, but there's an event that is being, being rescheduled for, Um, this weekend. But for those of you that did not schedule or put in your calendar for the event, um, the strategy event, we're redoing it on this Saturday at 11 a.m. So, I wanted to make you guys aware of that. And that is uh, where I am going to be going through the phases of strategic planning and really giving you guys some good notes and showing you uh, just how to strategically plan with your business. So if you're interested in learning that a little bit more, going deeper, seeing some actual uh, PowerPoint slides and presentations on how that actually fits together, then I encourage you to make sure that you register for that particular event. Very, very important. So let's go ahead and get into a SWOT, okay, and talk about what a SWOT really, really is. Okay, so the word SWOT stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. And what a SWOT actually does is, again, it helps you to evaluate areas of your business that you actually need to improve on, okay? So, Strengths and weaknesses, which is one area, are essentially things that are happening internal to your business and relate to matters concerning things like resources, programs, and organization, right? So this might be internal issues, might be your sales, your marketing, your distribution of products, right, your management systems, your workflow, your daily operations, right? Opportunities and threats are external to your business. Okay, that's things happening outside of your control or outside of your business and relate to matters concerning things like competition, location, changes in the overall industry. So that's what opportunities and threats are, right? And then the important factors that you need to know about a SWOT is that while a SWOT analysis can be very effective in helping you to make decisions about your business, it's also important to know that you shouldn't use it as the only tool to analyze your business, okay? Other factors come into play, such as your financial analysis, your industry analysis, your competitor analysis. But the one thing that I love about a SWOT is that it can get the ball rolling on, you know, you thinking about things that you actually need to be uh, improved in in your business, okay? So, I'm going to give you a picture of SWOT, and I don't know if you guys are at your desk. You can take out a sheet of paper and draw a line vertical down, down uh, the paper and then draw a line across in the middle, and you should have four boxes, okay? And in each of those boxes, starting with the top two boxes, you would write key strengths and key weaknesses. And in the bottom two boxes, you would write key opportunities and key threats, okay? Now, let's talk about The first thing that you want to do is ask yourself, of all of the things happening in my business, functional-wise, workflow-wise, administratively, what are our that we have in the business? Also, what are our strengths marketing-wise? What are our strengths in the business? You know, you might say, okay, well, we know that we have, and we, we, know we have incredible services, or we know that we have great products. Our clients love our products. We know this. So that's a key strength, right? You have, you have a high um, amount of people that tell you all the time that your product and service is really good. That's a strength. You go on to look at other strengths. Oh, we have a customer service um, system in place, and because we have a customer service system in place, we really don't get that many complaints. Our complaint level is very low, and that's a good thing. Um, We have a good marketing system in place, and our marketing system seems to work and flow just fine. So, again, that's what you're looking at. This is these are our strengths. Um, Let's talk about weaknesses, right? Because weaknesses are also something that occur internal, okay? Here's weaknesses. Examples of weaknesses would include, hey, we're, we're not seeing consistency in our marketing and because we're not seeing consistency in our marketing, we don't generate as many leads as we need to to break even in the business. Have a bookkeeping system in place, that's a weakness, right? because you can't go to your bookkeeping and see, what am I spending all of this money on, or we're going to have to cut back? What do I need to cut back on? Well, if you don't have a bookkeeping system in place, there's no way you're going to even see that. So it's a weakness, right? You also might say, I'm unaware of our competitors. That's a weakness, because we've never really did a study on our competitors to know who they are, or how are they you know, practicing or running their business or what seems, to be, what seems to be their strengths, what's going on. We don't even know. So we have a weakness there as well, or we're unclear on our target market. All of those are types of weaknesses, so you have to know what's my weak spot, okay? Hey, look, a CEO that doesn't know her weak spots in her business doesn't know her business at all. You need to be on top of your own weak spots. You don't need anybody coming to tell you that you guys have poor customer service or you guys aren't doing this or that or the the product isn't what I expected. You don't need anybody coming to tell you that. You should know it already, and you should know it ahead of time so you can deal with it and snap it, right? And so this is key. This is something, this swat. Swatting is something that I think a business owner should do. When you first start a business, I think you should do it every week. Ask yourself, what are my key strengths? What are my key weaknesses, right? Very, very important, okay? Now, some of the rules that you should follow as you're looking at the SWOT process is that you must be as realistic as possible about strengths and weaknesses of your businesses, okay? You must be real. You must keep it real. So often, Women have this tendency, and not all, I don't want to group everybody in the same bucket, but I'm talking about a commonality, women. We, business women have a tendency that when questions are asked of them, they want to give the best answer instead of the right answer, okay? But when you're swatting, you need to give the real deal. If you've got a weakness in the area, say what it is. If you've got a strength, say what it is, but let it be truthful. Let it be the real answer and not what you want it to be. Okay? That's very very important. Your SWOT analysis should show where your business is now and where it could be. Your SWOT should always be targeted and specific. So therefore, you want to put bullet points in those various areas. Remember, you should have four boxes on a page. The top two box to the left, weaknesses to the right, okay? Opportunities to the left, and threats to the right at the bottom. So you should bullet point. You should never try to write out sentences. You should always bullet point, right? Very, very important. And make sure that your SWOT is in relation to your competition, weaker than or stronger than your competition. Okay, make sure that your SWOT is straight to the point. Don't be too wordy. Again, stay away from long and drawn out statements and sentences, and make it a bullet point. Very, very, very important. Okay. Now, if you guys take the, if you guys take the webinar this weekend that's one of the things I'm going to show you is a really good example of a SWOT. okay? So think about it. So getting back to the second part, now we're going to talk about, we talked about strengths and weaknesses. We're now going to talk about opportunities and threats, okay? So opportunities are things that happen outside of your business that you can bring into the business, right? So an opportunity could be like um, there's an opportunity for me to really develop a presence on the Internet because not too many people are talking about my type of subject or business, or I, I have an opportunity to build my uh, my credibility, or I really have an opportunity to make my expertise and presence known on the Internet. That's an opportunity. I have an opportunity to collaborate or create a joint venture. That's an opportunity, right? I have an opportunity to upsell and cross-sell my services and products online, govern that a competitor is closing their business down. That gives me an opportunity to make sure that I go back to their website, look at those keywords that they're using of how people have found them, and make sure that I I have those keywords in place and that I, I am able to get some of those customers or clients. And I may even go as far as calling that competitor, right, and say, hey, I'm here, I'm sorry to hear that your business was closing down, But here's how I feel that I can help so that the people who are your customers or clients are serviced properly, right? So that's what opportunities are. They are things that can happen for your business, things that are external to your business that can come into your business and strengthen it, right, and that you can take advantage of. And as a CEO of your company, you should always be looking at ways That you can bring in and take advantage of new opportunities for your business. So let's go ahead and take a look at threats, okay? A threat is something that happens externally as well. And usually, think of it in this terms, usually threats are just that, they are threats. It may not actually happen, but the possibility for it to happen can. Now, if you are a commercial based business, a threat could be. Here you are on one corner and a competitor doing the exact same thing decides to either move next door or across the street. That's a, but the person's business and what the business does can take away from you, and so you have to know about the fact that it's a threat ahead of time, right? You have to know about other types of threats as well, such as, you know, for example, a new rule. A new rule, as it pertains to your business, um, your business can be a threat. Like, for example, if you have a hair salon um, and they come out with a new rule about licensing and, uh, and cosmetologists, guess what? That's a threat to your business. If, if it requires you to be able to go back and have a, an additional license, that's going to cause a problem, right? And so you have to know these things ahead of time. The thing you need to know about threats to your business, things that are external, is that sometimes threats you will know about and there are some threats that you don't know about. The quarantine and the pandemic of coronavirus was a threat to all businesses, right? There's a lot of restaurants closing down, a lot of businesses that weren't equipped are ready to adapt, right? And so it became a threat. And so this is a good, that's a good example of you being prepared and knowing always ahead of time about what type of threats are there. So, again, a SWOT, S-W-O-T, stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. And we call evaluating your business using the SWOT process, we call that SWOTing your business. And you can do it at any time. And what I want to do is challenge you guys to go ahead and do one today. Just get a blank sheet of paper out, draw a line down the middle, okay, and then draw a line across the middle. You should have four boxes when you do that. In the first box, write strengths. Second box at the top, write weaknesses. On the bottom, first box to the left, write opportunities. And the second box, write threats. The top portion is internal. That means that the strengths and weaknesses are talking about strengths and weaknesses in your business. The bottom two are external. What are opportunities that are available to us out in the world, in our city, online, what are the opportunities available to us that we can take advantage of and bring inside to strengthen our business? And then threats. You know, threat could be a new competitor in your target market. A competitor has a new product or service. A competitor has the money and power to gain a higher market share. They have the power to advertise. So, those are types of threats, right? And so, again, you definitely need to take advantage of understanding and knowing where your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats are. And this is all a part of evaluation and really preparing yourself to know what you want to do for 2021 as you strategically plan. SWATing helps you to strategically plan, and that's why I brought it up. And hopefully many of you ladies understood it and that you really get it. But if not, you can register for the seminar this weekend. Someone is texting me saying that they don't see it, or uh, and so I will go ahead. It was an event that was supposed to occur this Saturday, but we, we scheduled it for this Saturday. So you guys give me till about 2 p.m., and I'll have it. I'll make sure that it's showing properly for you. To go ahead and get registered. Well, that's all we have for today. I certainly hope that you guys have enjoyed the show and the information that I'm bringing you on strategically planning for 2021 and some of the things that you need to be thinking about as you build your strategy. Ladies, remember to go ahead and schedule your power talk. That's very, very important. Go to womenaboutbiz.net. And just scroll down the front page in the middle, and you'll see the Power Talk where you can actually schedule. That's all I have for today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.